Good morning. I hope you can hear me all right. I just went on. It's Tuesday morning. I'm at the dog park. I'm like ready to go, making sure my podcast is all set to release at 11 a.m. Something happened. It got deleted. Here we are. Here I am. I want to ensure that I can get this out to you. And so now here I am having to re-record this podcast at the dog park. And it's beautiful. I hope you can hear me. There is like a factory in the background or like a plant. So I don't know how the audio is going to be, but we shall see. Anywho, happy Tuesday. Um, today's topic is all about control. I've been so excited to talk about this um, for the past couple weeks because I think it's so important to recognize the polarity of the subject and, and really use that contrast for our benefit. So today I'm just going to talk a little bit about um, control in the aspects of oppressive control versus self-control and how those are actually like very opposite. And I also want to talk about parental control and the importance of that and how that plays an aspect in our lives as well. So the best thing that we could all do for ourselves is make decisions about where we want to go with our lives, make decisions about what we're going to do and have the discipline to follow through on those decisions. You know, every choice we make brings us one step closer to our outcome. So, you know, are we feeding the wolf of light and life and leading us closer to our true desires? Or are we feeding the wolf of darkness and death and stagnation and can you even tell the difference within yourself so i really just want to like ask you if you can tell the difference and you do notice that like oh i've actually been feeding into stagnation and indulging in these like darker desires, more like hedonism and instant gratification and things like that. Why? Now that you've become aware of that, like, why would you continue to do it? And don't ask yourself why, as in like, oh my God, why did you do that? Like accusatory? No, just be curious about it. Like, oh, why was I acting that way? Like really what's the reason? And the reason is always going to lead back to a thought or a belief, something that, you know, you believed to be true. And so you acted from that place, even though you may have been wrong or given misinformation, whatever the case may be, control creates and allows for us to have boundaries. Control is discipline. Control is what gives us the means to function as individuals and as a society. And if you really think about like the balance between action 
and intentional stillness, like that is such a hard balance to achieve because sometimes we either want to be doing all of the things or we feel like we need to stop everything that we're doing and be in stillness. But the truth is that we just need to find the balance and create that space for ourselves mentally, have the discipline to practice things like meditation, but also like know when you just need to take action. Know when you just need to go with it. You've done the thought work. You've prepared for it you're aligned emotionally, okay, now it's time to actually take that action and not just let it stop at intellectual knowledge and philosophy. Like you need to apply it and practice it in your own life in order to gain the wisdom and the experience that comes with that. And that is where the magic happens. The magic happens after you take aligned action. So, If you can learn how to dance along this balance, if you think of like a ballerina dancing on point, it's so beautiful and it creates such a profound path within yourself that you aren't tempted to stray from it again. So, you know, when that ballerina is practicing, she is falling or he is falling. They are falling. They're making mistakes. They are not perfectly in sync or in step with the music. They, you know, something might be off about one of their forms, whatever it may be like, they're doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it until they become better. That's how you become professional. By getting up and trying it once and being like, oh, I couldn't do it. Therefore, I can't do it that doesn't lead anywhere. So if you think about ultimate control that like a dancer has over their own body, that's what we want to achieve emotionally. And, and, you know, when people don't really think about it, I'm like, why? (laughs) Your emotions create everything that you're able to do in your life. So why would you not prioritize that? Why would you not put that as a level of high importance in your schedule? Why would you not make time for that? And the answer is because most people lack the desire because they're not tapped into their true desire and they can't even recognize it when it is present or because they lack the discipline in order to take the actions to get them there. And this is so true for like people who work out, you know, like if you don't even go to the gym, you're, or if you don't even set yourself up to take the actions, like putting on the clothes, you know, then you're obviously not going to make it there. And, and there's a point where we all kind of snap and wake up and realize that our humanness means that we have desires and that we have fears and you can learn to live for yourself and all that you love and understand the meaning of life on a whole deeper level if you understand those fears and those desires and you learn to work with them. It's like a dance. 
you can be in harmony with your fears and your desires by recognizing them and acknowledging that they don't define you. You define them. And that gives you the ultimate control over yourself. Now, there's also control in the aspect of oppressive control over others, which is the initiation of force. And that's never a good thing. That's never what we want to strive for. And that usually comes from a lashing out sense of one's own inadequacies and, you know, not being truly vulnerable, but being insecure that you project that as false, like power and strength over others. And that's like when you see the bully or, you know, the victim or the villain that's like really trying to you know, control everyone else because they feel out of control in their own lives. Because someone that is in control of their own emotional state, they're like the most peaceful people you'll ever meet because they don't feel the desire to change things that are outside of their control. They don't need to anymore. They are in acceptance of those things and that also gives them the power to create, you know, new, new things born out of love and not out of fear. So when you have that control, it gives you direction and it fuels you forward. And it's kind of, if you think about weight loss, it's like, if you haven't even accepted that you have control over your own body weight and you're believing that you have no control over how much you weigh or what you look like, then you're not ever going to get that control or get that power because you're not taking it. But that doesn't mean that it's not there. It is there. It's there for all of us. We all have that power within ourselves to become who we want to be and what we want to be. And, you know, that is shaped by our actions and our behaviors, which is always caused by our thoughts. And our thoughts are always optional. You get to decide what you think about the world and how you think about the world and and how you want to feel is really up to you and then let those emotions drive your actions that becomes your character that becomes who you are in the world that becomes the person that other people get to experience <clears throat> so if you aren't able to remain disciplined when it comes to following like a meal plan or a food protocol, you know, that thing is going to determine your weight, not you. If you don't even have the discipline to be in control of yourself and to say, I'm going to do this, this is why I'm going to do this, and then actually follow through and do that. And the reason it's so hard for us is because we don't have that, we haven't built up that sense of discipline within ourselves. And that's why so many of us could benefit from a coach is to have someone to be kind of that accountability while you're getting on your own feet. It's not like a dependency thing. It's not a crutch. It's a way to empower you to gain control over your own brain. And you know, but where does abdicating that responsibility lead? It leads you down the path of your own 
self-destruction. And, you know, if you are having problems with weight, then it's likely that you're using food as a weapon against yourself or even using exercise as a weapon against yourself out of that fear that you're never going to get what you want and that you're never going to be enough and that you're never going to be good enough. And if that fear is driving you to exercise or driving you to eat on these crazy diets or whatever it's causing you to do, maybe it's causing you to binge eat, how can you shift that fear to a point of understanding and neutralizing it and then moving forward with intention and love and saying no like I do love my body and I want to continue to love my body and that will change the actions which will ultimately get you the result of being whatever weight you want to be obviously you can't be 12 pounds okay (laughs) you need to understand physics you need to understand that you know your bones have mass and have weight and everything that makes up your body physically will add a number to that scale but or a you know an amount to that scale but that doesn't define who you are that doesn't define anything about you it's just factual information to help you analyze and track your own your own progress but again, sometimes we just go on autopilot and we don't even want to recognize these emotional tides within us because we feel so out of control. We feel like our emotions are just going to destroy us if we let ourselves experience them because they can be like tsunamis. And remember, if you're not driving yourself as an adult, then who is? Because you're the one that's creating those waves. And those waves have a devastating impact on the world around you. And so if those waves aren't, you know, like rays of sunshine, and they're not adding something that's going to benefit society, then I think it's our moral obligation and our responsibility to teach ourselves how to master that and we are not empowered by our society to become our own teachers and our own students and that's why I'm making it my mission I'm making it my mission to empower people so that they go and create everything that they want for themselves because that's what's going to ultimately create this bigger better society where where people get to decide and get to be free and liberated to make these decisions for themselves, but they're also going to be knowledgeable and wise enough through that practice and application and discipline to make the right decision that's going to not only benefit themselves, but benefit everyone else as well. So if you're not interested in self-development and you're not interested in learning how to control yourself, then why? And, you know, you may be a people pleaser or you may be someone that tries to manipulate others, 
either way, both of those are different forms of control and manipulation involving other people. You're trying to change their perspective of you so that you feel a certain way. And first of all, people's opinions about you are not about you. They're about their own experiences and their own thoughts and their own beliefs. And you have no control over that. And second, people's opinions about you have nothing to do with how you feel. What you think about their opinions about you determines how you feel about what you think they think about you, <laughs> if that makes sense. And if you need to rewind this, absolutely, I'm all for it. You know, take your time, maybe take some notes during these podcasts if you need to. But one of the only things that I can think of as to why someone would feel like they're not interested in self-development is because they're too damaged to even think about it and they just need to do some deeper healing first. In that case, like therapy is an amazing resource and I know so many people that have benefited from it and I myself think that therapy for me like really opened the doors for me to actually be available to receive the kind of information that I am now sharing and yeah sometimes that's like a really good first step for people but even that requires a spark of desire and a spark of that survival instinct like no I believe in myself I want to get through this so you know we really do need to empower ourselves so that we can empower each other because when I was not empowered when I was depressed I definitely was not a very supportive person in the way that I would have liked to have been. And even now, like my goal is to support as many people as I possibly can, because I think it's so vital and I think it's so needed. And I can, because I have taken care of myself and I have created my own path and my own life that suits my needs and I'm continuing to do that every day and I always will choose myself in the moment like okay do I need to rest or can I like support this person and the more I choose to rest usually the better I am at supporting others and I try to keep everything in alignment because it's super important and that's where control comes in control is like that glue it's that urge to be responsible and I've always had that but you know society has conditioned us in a way that makes us easily manipulated easily manipulated and us not taking responsibility causes us to lack any real power and so and you know they manipulate through fear so if you take responsibility and you take that power that is available to you, you stop acting from a place of fear and you start acting from a place of love. And that power, again, I'm going to keep saying it, it's within all of us. We just need to learn how to tap into it. But we don't have teachers. So that's why I'm here. I'm here to teach that. I'm here to coach you along the way because 
yes, you can learn this information intellectually, but it's not the same thing as sitting down with a professional to have them show you the applications and to have you answer the questions and to have you really make these thoughts in your own mind with their guidance and their support and their teachings, you know, and sometimes we do need that discipline and that um, accountability. And again, that's what coaching is for, but you can do this on your own if you decide it's just much more difficult. And, you know, that's why I want to be a coach is because I'm like, okay, I've done it. I know how to do it now. I, I've been taught how to teach it and how to be a coach. So yeah, I'm, I'm so ready and I'm so prepared to help anyone along their journey that wants control in their life and that wants to stop trying to control other people and wants to stop, you know, feeling that control. But now I kind of want to talk about a little bit about um, parental control and why that is so important. My parents raised me with a lot of freedom, a lot of ability to make my own decisions. And they really emphasized teaching how to think and not what to think. And they, you know, they always gave me the ability to believe what I want. And they tried to give me all of the information that they had and say, here, do with this what you will. And I'm super grateful for that because that taught me how to think critically at a really young age. And And that also taught me a lot about how, how to recognize patterns because I became an autodidact and I became someone that really enjoyed learning and really enjoyed seeking knowledge because that self, that process in itself for me is like drugs almost, you know, like it's just so good, but the real power and the real gift of knowledge is the application and the wisdom and having a practical tool that you can actually use to witness the creation of the life that you want. And so parents are there to teach us the ways and parents are also there to guide us and to redirect us when we are misguided because as children as immature individuals we need that discipline we need that guidance and that's really what our parents are for without that sense of control you know you would have five-year-olds running around doing whatever they want which is giving into that primal instinct of you know throwing tantrums and it's really like the r complex of the brain it's that primitive aspect that only cares about avoiding pain and seeking pleasure in order to survive. But that is not life. Like we are conscious individuals. And if you're still running around as an adult throwing these tantrums, you must have no control over yourself emotionally. And as a server, I saw this a lot. I saw a lot of adults 
of all ages just being completely emotionally immature and being highly reactive. And it always made me question, like, why are we not taught how to be in control of ourselves? And the reason for that is because the the powers at play want to be able to control us. You know, if you look at like the empire in Star Wars, you know, it's all about oppression. It's all about fear. And that is how they, they come to power. That's how they get what they want. And if you don't have parents that act from the place of love and you have parents that are acting from the place of fear, then they're imprinting that onto their children. And that becomes the next wave of society that only knows fear and doesn't know love. And, you know, that in itself is a really sad thing to see. But I know I struggle with control in my own life, you know, having OCD and social anxiety and perfectionism and, you know, my whole life I spent placing my worth on my achievements and external validation. And, you know, of course, that's why I accomplished so much and was such an accomplished student and athlete. And, you know, I, I did so many things on paper that looked amazing, but it was all fueled from that place of not feeling like I was enough. And it only drove me deeper into a black hole of oblivion. (laughs) So that's just proof that the actions have no real effect if they're not in alignment with the thoughts that you want driving your life. And again, that's why control is so important is because I was able to retrain myself with the help of a coach and become my own powerhouse and you know all of our experiences are individual and unique and that's why you need someone there for you to help you rise to your own state of alignment to help you recognize your own desires capabilities and even the obstacles that you face you'll be able to do anything you want and sometimes it's really hard to see that for ourselves even through journaling and practices such as that but This process will teach you a much um, deeper understanding of value because you do have to earn it by putting in the work up front. It's not like rubbing a lamp and making three wishes, you know, and then the genie's just going to make everything perfect for you. No, you have to recognize it. You have to ask yourself these questions and you have to put in the effort to make the changes for yourself. And you have to be disciplined enough to follow through so that you can experience all the benefits. But once you get through that process, there's nothing you can't have. There's nothing you can't do. And so that's why it's important. And yeah, you have all the answers within you. So you just have to pay for those answers with how you spend your time. That is the cost. And 
you know, our time is our, one of our most valuable assets. So wouldn't you rather spend your money to gain time and to gain your own empowerment so that you can go make more money? Like that's, that's what makes sense to me. But again, um, you know, it's so important that we're not trying to control other people because that is just a weakness. That is just a lacking of skill and training and mastery required in order to win without initiating violence. If you think about Iroh and Aang, it's like the lack of strength in aspects of diplomacy, listening, human compassion. And even if you think about like tactically speaking, martial arts, if you aren't confident in yourself, you're likely going to be lashing out and striking first because you're afraid. And if you're able to have that confidence and that knowledge and that wisdom for yourself, then you will likely be able to avoid any attacks initiated upon you and then redirect them in a more positive way and even neutralize them, which is so much better than trying to tear someone down because you fear them. It's so much better to teach them why they themselves are probably just afraid (laughs) and teach them how they can, you know, redirect their own efforts into creating what they actually want, which is not to control you. It's to have control in their own lives. And so when we practice this discipline, it it benefits every aspect of our lives. It connects you to your experience on a whole deeper level. It allows you to enjoy (laughs) embracing discomfort for the pain and sake of growth and evolution. So, hey, oh, there's more more people coming to the dog park. I should probably give him some water. But I also want to say that it's nobody else's responsibility to control you, nor should it be their prerogative. So that's what I believe. I try to live from that place. And, you know, I think that if we, I could go on this subject forever, for literal hours, but I just kind of want to end it by saying that, you know, we have a bunch of emotional man man children running around. And I think that the best way to solve that problem is not to attack them and not to tell them that they're toxic and not to tell them that they're wrong, but to be an example of what is right and to align ourselves with our own goals and stop caring so much what other people are doing and stop allowing other people to manipulate you and control you and really live on your own. And once you can do that, then you can teach those individuals what they're missing. And that is how we make a positive change and a positive impact on this world. So again, if you're parenting by punishing, I think you need to ask yourself like what you're so afraid of the outcome being and does that punishment reflect fear of what that child may become or does it reflect love and I don't think that 
punishing with like physical violence ever reflects love. I think that if you really do want to show up from a place of love, then punishment can look like a timeout, like mandatory reflection time. Like you need to figure out what you did wrong and why it's important that it's wrong so that we can fix it moving forward. But just beating them is like not going to, to make a difference. If anything, it might reinforce negative behaviors in the future. And, you know, typically people who are oppressors are just people that are still in fear from their own traumas and their own emotional state, which is probably very childlike still because they never were able to process and mature into, you know, the adult individuals that do have control over themselves and their own lives. Otherwise, they wouldn't be beaten on you. They wouldn't be oppressing you. They wouldn't be trying to shove you down. Just remember that next time someone is, you know, trying to tear you down. Just recognize that they're hurting. And the best way that you can alleviate your hurt is to do what's best for you and to walk away, to move on, to rise above to teach yourself how to protect yourself and your energy. I love you, my friends. And I know this podcast was long. It would have been a lot shorter had I not recorded it at the dog park, but I'm not even going to go through and edit any of it. I'm just going to go ahead and post it. So I hope you all have a wonderful week and I will see you this Saturday at 6 p.m. live where I will answer all of your questions, do some further discussion and do some live coaching. So I love you all. Have a wonderful week. Peace. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave five stars and share with your friends.